0: The Boogie Boys The original members of the Boogie Boys are Kid Delight aka Boogie Night and Cool Ski. They were managed by Mike and Dave and in 1981, they signed with Mike and Dave Records and released Rapid Ain't No Thing. Rapid Ain't No Thing was produced by DJ Daryl C of The Crash Crew, rest in peace. Because Mike and Dave had access to a professional editing studio the same way that DJ Daryl C produced high-power rap for the Crash Crew, he produced rapping Ain't No Thing for the Boogie Boys. With this splice technique, he was able to seamlessly loop any breakbeat that he wanted to, and it would be five or six years down the line before sampling technology would be available to electronically sample and loop a record. But DJ Daryl C was doing this in 1981. For rapping Ain't No Thing, DJ Darryl C looped knock 'em Out Sugar Ray by the go-go band Experience Unlimited, or EU. Harmonizing a sing songy rap style and that loop. Rap I It ain't no thing was one of the early underground hot rap records.
1: We are willing to work your body. Now we are ready if you are ready. Well we gotta introduce notably ourselves. Mike and Dave were we
0: also managing you. the Crash Crew, Biz Markie, and Rob them Bass themselves. and DJ Easy Rock. A few years later, in 1984, Boogie Night, Kid Delight, secured a production deal with Capitol Records. Now they were being produced by David Spratley and Ted Carrier of Platinum Vibe Productions, who also did production work for George Clinton, most notably his Atomic Dog single. They dropped a maxi single in 1984, Zodiac, Breakdancer, and Shake and Break. This maxi single was a mere peep into what we would get later as far as big beats. As Joe Run Bombay, one of Canada's top DJs and remixers calls it, this is perfect boombox music. Zodiac took the old school shouting out of Zodiac signs one step further and actually did like a rapping horoscope for each of the Zodiac signs. The record cover with artwork that displayed every Zodiac sign. The Boogie Boys showed early on that they were on the way to doing something different as a rap group. Shake and Break was a ode to the break dancers. And what we saw on this track musically was something that we would soon see would be Boogie Boy's trademark as far as the samples and different sounds run backwards and the sound effects peppered all throughout the track. Breakdancer was an instrumental track that contained huge drums, Tarzan yelling, and the Three Stooges in the background. This was perfect music for the B-Boys. And even though it was an instrumental, Grandmaster Melly Mel and his new lineup of the Furious Five would prove that this was also a good song to rhyme over. But their song, The Truth, off of their self-titled Grandmaster Melly Mel and the Furious Five album which was also called Work Party overseas, Mel, Scorpio, Cowboy, and Mel's brother King Lou went for broke over this Boogie Boy's beat.
1: take me out while I run my game Just not another MC can make me feel shame My name is Cowboy, not giving no slack I'm like four, five, six, better known as head I've been rocking that party eight years of my life Got shot with the gun, stabbed with the knife Had to pay my due
0: But back to the Boogie Boys version of the song. This song, complete with this big beat, and again, samples and sound effects gave the B-Boys, or breakdancers, which they had been rechristened at by this time, something perfect to get down to. Zodiac, Breakdancer, and Shake and Break was a successful maxi-single and a great debut for the Boogie Boys on Capitol. It was also quite stripped down and underground sounding for a major label release. 1985 brought a couple of changes that will alter the career path of the Boogie Boys forever. Some of those were very good things and some of those were detrimental. Kid Delight's partner, Cool Ski, had a disagreement with producer Ted Carrier and left the group. Ted replaced him with Romeo JD. Ironically, JD already knew his future partner, Kid Delight. In fact, they used to rhyme together in school and he DJed a few shows for Kid Delight and Kool The City Life full-length album was about 90% done when JD came on board. Boogie Night, Kid Delight, brought in a third MC, Lil Raheem Both of the newly added MCs added some verses to some unfinished songs and Romeo J.D. actually sung the hook on Running From Your Love So that was the new 1985 lineup of the Boogie Boys Cool Ski was out and it was Kid Delight, Boogie Night Romeo J.D. and Lil Raheem Somewhere around 1985, Kid Delight tells me that Sly Fox released a song called Let's Go All The Way. If you had to categorize Let's Go All The Way, I guess it would be an R&B song with a really heavy hip-hop beat. They also feature production from Gary Cooper of Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Boogie Knight told me that the song was not successful upon its first release. So he took the drum sounds, added quite a few more sounds to it, and they created something totally new called Fly Girl. Outside of the show and Lottie Dottie by Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew, Fly Girl was no doubt the biggest rap record of 1985. With this relatable subject matter and incredible beat, it was an instant hit. Fly Girl was the perfect introduction for the City Life LP, which contained running from your love, Do or Die, Breakdancer, previously released, Fly Girl, City Life, the title track, You Ain't Fresh, Zodiac, which was previously released, and Party Asteroid. In fact, the only song that wasn't released as a single at some point was Do or Die. City Life was officially a hit record, not just under hip-hop standards. This was a hit album. But there was one problem. Boogie Knight had joined the Air Force. He was deployed, but he didn't want Capitol Records to know. So for the longest time, the group covered it up. When they did live performances, they had to make excuses as to why Boogie Knight was not present. But let me go back for a second to Fly Girl. Capitol, the record label, wanted to release City Light first as a single from the album. The Boogie Boys wanted to release Fly Girl first because they knew they had a hit on their hands. But the label felt like the singing hook of City Life along with the R&B music of it would be a big hit. So they came to a compromise and released Fly Girl as a B-side. Because the label was not prepared for a hit record, there was no video for Fly Girl. Now, here's the point when the Boogie Boys' career took a turn For the worst, you ain't fresh was a single from the City Life LP.
1: Hello, world. Hello, world. world. I'd like to dedicate this record to all those people who look to have something to say to those people out there. You
0: ain't fresh was a diss record, but not to a competing crew or another MC. This was dissing the person that everybody knows that hangs around, thinks they're fresh, and they're the opposite. And the Boogie Boys took the opportunity to make a song about it. Being a good record in its own right and coming off of the success of Fly Girl, You Ain't Fresh was another hit for the Boogie Boys, and the record company shot a video. Well, Boogie Knight was not present for the video because he was in the Air Force. Boogie Knight told me that by the time he was done with his Air Force situation and touring with the group, he was getting booed in many cities because people felt like he was a fake and not an original from the group. This was on the strength of them seeing the You Ain't Fresh video. Now, Romeo JD says they had no choice. They had to lip sync his parts because he wasn't available for the video and they needed to do a video. But Boogie Knight's perception was, that he felt shamed and disgraced, and he also felt like he missed the biggest part of the Boogie Boys' career. This shame and disgrace was something that would stay with him until the end of his life. The title track of the City Life album, City Life, was a great song. It chronicled life in the big city, it had an RB beat to it, but it was good RB. I say that because in 85, a lot of times when major label rap acts did R&B, it wasn't very good. In fact, if you look at the back of the City Life LP under the special thanks, it says here is proof that rap is music. And that was the vision that the Boogie Boys were trying to put forth. If not the Boogie Boys, perhaps it was the label or even the production team. But either way, the Boogie Boys rapped over quality music. Now the music was a departure from their first Capitol single, Zodiac, Breakdancer, and Shake and Break. This music had a lot more instruments to it. It was a lot more commercial, but it was very good music. Party Asteroid was another single from the City Life album. Again, the Boogie Boys were always doing something different. People had done rhymes about outer space and space-themed rhymes, but the Boogie Boys just took it to a different level.
1: I get a bunch of on the earth, but I get a ton of fun, you can't avoid- I'm on the asteroid. Ahahaha. Electrifunk and some junk little boogetronic. Vox fidelity and bass by Fonic, but unfortunately, this is not available on Earth. Subscribe so a ticket on the space shuttle. Come on,
0: baby Boba, let Even though LL Cool J had done songs like I Want You and I Can Give You More, the Boogie Boys were amongst the first groups to do a rap love song to actually have music to it. LL songs were just a drum machine, basically, and maybe a little piano in the background. But this was a bonafide R&B love song. In 1986, the Boogie Boys would release their second full-length LP, Survival of the Freshest*. Survival of the Freshest* was a lot more r and than City Life, but still had some really good respectable tracks. Most notably, especially for their core audience, was Run It!, with their tradition of hard beats and clever rhymes run it is just a rhyme fest starting with Boogie Knight's rhyme about TV shows going into little Raheem's rhyme and ending with Romeo JD run it is for the listeners
1: Cop, it was just like the show, believe it or not. TV, I saw three men walking down the street. It was just like the show, please come for me. TV, I'm a lover, elite. If that the rapper was a ship, I'll be the head of the fleet. If that the rapper was a spy, I would be James Barn. If that the rapper was a
0: lover, I would be Don Juan. Make the other MCs look dirty and polluted. Dealing with Life was another single from the album. It was a socially conscious song, tinged with a bit of RB, a singing hook. But it was a dope release. Another notable song from this album was Girl Talk. Also interesting on this album was the late Gary Scheiter rest in peace, of Parliament Funkadelic on Colorblind World. Survival of the Freshest was a solid album. The Boogie Boy's core fan base definitely felt that they were moving more into the R&B direction. And according to Boogie Knight, this was because of the record company and their decision. And even though I was only about 16 years old at the time when Survival of the Freshest was released, I can vividly remember that the Boogie Boys were always on Donnie Simpson's video Soul getting interviewed and the videos were always in constant rotation. That's one of the many fruits of having a major label behind you, because at that time, not many rap acts could brag of the same accomplishments. According to Romeo J.D., by 1988, when it was time for the Romeo Knight album to drop, there was still some tension due to the You Ain't Fresh video from three years before. And J.D. says that Boogie Knight wanted Little Raheem out of the group by this time, so the album was appropriately titled Romeo Knight standing for Romeo J.D. and Boogie Night. This album cover contained graffiti artwork from the legendary graffiti artist, Phase Two. By 1988, with the emergence of the golden era of hip-hop, with Eric being Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, Public Enemy, Boogie Down Productions, etc., etc., the Boogie Boys almost sounded like just a full-fledged R&B group that had sprinklings of rap, Throughout their songs But I will say That there were two songs On the Romeo night album That stood out And could contend With that era And that was This is it And Pitbull We in up having Good
1: and clean fun And if you down With that program Then you down with us My man Romeo J.D. I am MC Boogie Knight And we gonna do A little something like this For all the people In the house That like that piece Put that hand up Plus I'm the king Of the arcade And but beat What I have we're from a hollow and we rap and we sing, we stop, we write songs, hope this. We're versatile, we promote bugging help, no need to act ill, life ain't all that. So chill, cause this stereotype, rap it ain't
0: right. We ain't with that, we're rodeo. Those were very good songs that I personally wish the world had got more of a chance to hear. But by 1988, it was just too late. With the sampling that was available and the new styles of rap, groups like the Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, the Native Tongues Collective, and even the Juice Crew, it was just too much going on and the Boogie Boys got lost in the shuffle. But the legacy of the Boogie Boys is consistent dope rhymes and just incredible production. And as much as we talk about major labels here in hip-hop, in modern day times and we talk negatively about major labels one of the reasons that the boogie boys had such a big sound was because of their production team platinum vibe and also having the strength of a major label behind them they were working with Fairlight samplers when only stevie wonder and the biggest of r&b groups had access to those machines they were also working with the 808 the sequential 440 and the dmx drum machine But that polished sound that you hear was definitely a result of the machine behind them. Even though the Boogie Boys would make attempts to get back together and record after the Romeo Night album, there were just too many unhealed wounds that existed. Romeo JD stayed on with Platinum Vibe Productions and ended up producing 70% of Sweet Sensation's first LP and got heavily into Latin hip-hop. He also did productions for Tony Terry, in production on Grandmaster Melly Mel's solo album, Muscles. Boogie Knight spent some time in Germany back in the mid-90s and did some solo work over there. But Boogie Knight never felt that he got his just due as far as his recognition from what he put into the music business. I knew him personally and he was always dismayed with his place and legacy within the music business. This is a guy who had a song that peaked at number 6 on the Billboard R&B Hip Hop chart in 1985 and he carried a copy of the album around with him to prove to people that he was the one who made the record. Even as late as 2001, he was still very dissatisfied with his legacy and everything that happened with the Boogie Boy's career and experience. William Strowman was a funny and intelligent guy. He was one of the nicest guys I had the pleasure of knowing. He was one of those guys who never had an ill word to say about anyone. And even though he was very dismayed and dissatisfied with his tenure in the music business, he was always upbeat and he was working on new music and very eager to let the world hear that he still had it. In fact, in 2001, I was planning on releasing an LP Called Veterans Day, where I rhymed alongside of some of my hip hop heroes that I grew up idolizing. In addition to recording with Grandmaster Caz and Grandmaster Melly Mel of the Cold Crush Brothers and Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, respectively, I was also supposed to be remaking "Run It" with Boogie Knight. But that wouldn't happen. Boogie Knight departed this life October 9th, 2001. In fact, I had been on the phone with him for several days before he departed and I was on the phone with him a couple of hours before he departed this life. I always felt a bit sorry for Strowman because he was a really good guy and he really felt like he never got everything that he should have gotten out of his music career. He was very eager to let the world hear the new music that he was working on. And again, even though he was jaded against the music industry and everything that happened to him as a result. He was at his happiest when he was talking about music in general and specifically his music and releasing his music to the world. But as with all great artists, his legacy lives on through the art that he left for the world. He was one of my earliest interviews and I gave him my word that I would help him to get his story out there. I did so back in 2000 and in 2016 I continue. This is Jay Quan, MC, DJ producer hip-hop historian you can find out more about foundation era groups at my website the foundation that's t-h-a the foundation.com and you can get at me on all social media at jquanva
1: we are willing to work your body now we are ready if you are ready Say ho! Oh. Oh. You don't stop, cause Congress passed a law, again stopping our body rocking the side And now we know the rap started in Manhattan, but well, we're here to tell the people what's really happening. A winner's in this part, it's the best it could be, so don't try mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. take credit mm-hmm. in another city. It was long ago, the Dutch came across and, and created Party Town. And who would think that centuries later we'd be taking our bucks and, and boogieing down? Yes, who would think we'd be dancing? All out into the street, well I know why And I can't deny It's the stimulating The fascinating And no limitation, no complications Just to fuck it Chunk it, sure shall be Give it to you as a disco tree Get down Well, we gotta introduce ourselves We gotta introduce So all the ladies and guys can loose themselves We gotta introduce My real name is Strowman, but they call me Kid Delight. Now there's others trying to be like me. But remember, only I made you boogie on night.